0: What you are listening to is real. The parties involved are not cool. They are actual geeks with a case pending in the court of public opinion. The party's case has been dismissed, and the dispute will be settled here on our podcast. There will be no lawyers. There will be no witness testimony. The judge's decisions are final. Hello, I'm Judge Ivan. I'm Judge Jonathan, and this is Geeks on Trial. Today's case, Rules of the Game Night.
1: Welcome to Geeks on Trial. This is the podcast where we settle petty disputes between actual geeks over movies, video games, board games, and more. If you'd like to submit your own geeky case for a future episode, you can email us at geeksontrial at gmail.com. You can also support our show over at patreon.com slash geeksontrial for just a few bucks a month and you'll gain early access to both our audio and our video episodes before they are released to the general public. Drama, Ivan. Drama, Ivan? Drama in the board game world. Oh,
0: again? I'm sure it's come drama. It's come up before and it's coming up again. Before we get to today's main case, we kind of have a mini case that we need to settle and discuss that we're going to have as our intro this week. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you ever notice like we kind of go back and forth between referring to like this week or today or <laughs> it's I don't know it, it's confusing Well that's a, I,
1: a it's a side note but that's like a mental thing like whenever I make videos I try not to like say today tonight this evening mm-hmm. like I try to do this week and that's like oh we've done two videos in a week like I don't want to but
0: Right but we say today's case today's case this week Today's yeah this week today th- this week we have today's case Right Whenever you're listening to this that's when it's today's case Right Anyway Let's get to today's pre-case. This has to do, as I said, with the world of board games. And it's a it's a geeky controversy that's kind of from a small pocket of the internet that most of the normal world has no idea about. Right. But for a small subsection of board game enthusiasts, this is a very big controversy.
1: <laughs> well, is it board game enthusiasts or like board game watchers, like content Enjoying yeah, us.
0: I mean, I'm talking about a certain section of board game enthusiasts—the kind of people who are watching YouTube and who are going on BoardGameGeek.com, and right. they're 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 in the know. They're on the subreddit. They're talking about this stuff with people. Not not your not Jeff and Susie who are playing Cards Against Humanity at the frat party.
1: Who told you about Jeff and Susie?
0: <laughs> well. They were in. See, that's 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 what's going to spike the audio. That that's is, true, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, no, forget Jeff and Susie. We're going to talk about instead uh, Jesse, who is the host of a board game YouTube channel called Quackalope. And if people are in the board game world, then you may not want to hear about this anymore. And if you're not, then you have no idea what we're talking about. So I am going to very briefly explain it. But essentially, a common practice in board game YouTube is for board game YouTubers to make videos for board game Kickstarters, previews, gameplay content, tutorials, things like that. And often those videos are paid. The publishers will pay the content creator to make those videos. In fact, that's often the biggest way that a board game content creator makes money on YouTube is through those payments. And there's a whole big controversy because a few weeks ago it came to light That the publisher known as Into the Unknown, who publishes a game called Eon Trespass Odyssey. That game was on Kickstarter, and this channel called Quackalope made a bunch of videos without them asking for it. Quackalope then reached out to Into the Unknown, said, hey, we really didn't like your game. We had a (laughs) lot of trouble learning the rules. It was confusing. We already filmed eight videos about it. We're going to say it's bad. Eight yeah. videos. And, but, but if you want to help us learn it, you can pay us $7,500 and we will make new videos. And that it's implied, I think, that those videos would be more positive because mm. they would have a better, they would spend more time learning the game
1: and have a little payola. If you will, a little, a little little, greasing of the palms may be going on here. Now, I want to ask you a question because we've we've you and I have worked in the board game reviewing world for a couple of years in our past. Um, it's true. What, What is a quackalope? A quackalope is like a jackalope, but it quacks. So it's a duckalope yeah I suppose it's a duckalope mm, a duckalope well that's his first mistake um
0: and that's that is what we're really debating today this episode is about what's a well, a <laughs> <laughs>
1: well
0: let's, I'll just say there is there's more nuance to this there are the emails have, have been published if you we'll, we'll put a link you can find a summary on uh on a, on the roll for crit YouTube channel if you want to give them a plug uh but There's a lot of emails and back and forths and nitty gritty details here. I'm just, I'm not going to go into it. That's the, that's the broad overview of the situation. You know, it's
1: always about emails, isn't it? It's always about somebody sending emails to somebody, you know.
0: Yeah, it really is all about her emails, man. It's
1: all about her emails all the time. That's why I'm not voting
0: for Quackalope.
1: So, so let me get, okay. So first off, it's, it's amazing to me that Quackalope uh, made eight videos for one board game. And I don't know why. Why this is a common practice with.
0: With, with Quackalope. He uh, he kind of had, like, one video is a gameplay video. He also does a thing where he'll sometimes make, like, for this game in particular, he had one video that was just a review of what he liked, and then a whole second video just talking about how bad he thinks it is. <laughs>
1: Which okay, in theory, that's good because you 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 you're 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 playing he the doubles as clicks. You're playing the algorithm because you're getting the people who are like, oh, I really love this game. Let me see what it's what I like well, about. Well, we're going to oh, start having
0: see. our of of two videos: one where we find the defendant guilty, and one where they're not guilty. Right.
1: It's like a yeah. It's, it's, do you want to feel happy? Do you not feel happy? You know, we don't want to have our judgment skew you, so you can have your own judgment in either way you want. I couldn't get into skew you. That was skew you.
0: Yeah, well, one of the tougher schools.
1: Hey, listen, skew you, buddy. Skew you. <laughs> Just skew you. skew you skew you Quackalope. No way. So um, I mean, a lot.
0: Most people, it seems, most people in the board game hobby have are not fans of Quackalope anymore. He's in hot water right now because people view him as having essentially blackmailed this well, company, and, th- and that's
1: really what it is. He's saying, "Hey, I didn't like like okay to have the." On you to call out a company and be like, listen, I reviewed your game. I played it. I didn't like it. And I mentioned this in my videos. Give me money and I'll make it sound a little bit better.
0: It definitely, it really reads like hey, nice game you got here. It'd be a shame if something were to happen to it. <laughs> he's just like, nice game here. Too bad if I... Uh. And now Quackalove has, you know, he's responded to this, Um, in my opinion, not very well. Uh, But he, I, I think you could be more charitable and you could read this and say, look, it's not explicit. He doesn't literally come out and say, I will give your game a good review if you pay me.
1: But... but he pretty much goes right up to the edge of that <laughs> like, right because like why why else would he be asking for money why you know he's never i'm assuming never asks any reviewer any any company for money like this before i don't i don't that i think we're supposed to
0: believe that he this is normal
1: oh that um, he asks review see, now see, whether
0: the thing i think that's not normal is that he filmed a bunch of videos beforehand Okay, but I think he presumably, I think he has said that he would generally go to people and say, "Here's my rate. do you I'm gonna right. do a bunch of videos for you, maybe. The part that I am not sure about, and some people maybe question even if this is true, <laughs> is or at least the part that seems strange to me is just doing all this work up front of putting hours right. into playing and editing videos and then saying, Hey, if you just pay me a bunch, I'll scratch all that though. That well, is and then, even if there's no untoward be illicit behavior here, that's a strange thing to do.
1: And like, what's he gonna do? If they don't pay him the money, just put out the bad review.
0: And it's that's not what he did. like
1: that is what he did. Because of course, you put out a you and I make a board game and somebody goes, some YouTubers like, hey, I'm gonna put out a bad review of this game. What are you gonna do? Of course, we're gonna be like, screw you, just put out whatever review. Because in the grand scheme of things, Quackalope only has 40,000 subscribers. Sure he is fairly popular, but like that's really only 40,000 eyes that are going to see this. Uh plus or minus, you know, I don't know how much his videos do. So like in the it's not like it's a big company. It's not like this is like a Dice Tower or if this is like a you know, a, a cable is, network.
0: Yeah, it is still pre- like for the board game hobby those right. it's not nothing that's that is that's decent numbers. Yeah. For board game YouTube.
1: Right. And like, you know, the second I heard about this, like you and I both review things that aren't board games. We both, you know, have reviewed food things and made review videos in our time. <laughs> the second somebody's like, oh, I'm going to pay you to review this. I'd be like, no, thank you. Or like, yeah. OK, fine, you can give me money to review it, but I'm not going to guarantee you. That it's going to be like, even, I've had people send me snacks and I'll tell them right off the bat, like, yeah, great. You're sending me a case of whatever. It might not get the, the review that you're hoping for, but it might. I'm this going is, to give you this review, you know. Yeah,
0: this is definitely a, a larger discussion that we're not going to f- squeeze into this intro segment. Right. But like there has been in the past, especially in board game circles, a lot of discussion about. What should content creators get paid? Who should pay them? It's a tricky thing, especially in board games, because, for instance, if you go to movies or video games, they have evolved to the point where typically the way it works is a movie critic works for website. Right. Website pays movie critic. Right. Board games are still in the world of board game publisher pays board game critic They they don't board games aren't big enough really right now to have a network that like supports them right. they kind of have to get their money directly from the person and i think it's totally valid to to say yeah you might maybe you can't fully take seriously those reviews if if there's money exchanged right it's, I think there's more gray area, but I, I don't want to get into it right now. But and there's
1: like and there's no union, like there's no YouTube union, there's no reviewers union, there's no like with with movies and stuff. There's like a union. And there's no, like there's, you know,
0: there's no transparency. There's no parity between like what what one person asks to be charged for versus what someone else charges for a video or the kinds of videos. Like it's very Wild West, relatively speaking, right. for for board games because that. Side of the hobby of YouTube content really is pretty new. Like everyone's yeah. still just kind of figuring shit out. Well, big, you, big, big
1: um, board games are still technically new. Big board games, yeah. Big board yeah. games. <laughs> now, how did this come to light? Like, who ratted him out, or did it, he rat himself out? He
0: so Quackalo put out the negative video. The pub, the board game publisher called him out, and then once people saw that, they then published. The full emails, and and then Quackalope responded. So that they put it out there to kind of uh, try to deflect from his negative press. Which
1: I, I mean, good for them. You know, good for them because like, I I don't know the game or the license or who they are, but like, are they a fairly large company? Um, those those games
0: have been pretty successful on Kickstarter. They're they're okay. A, so like, a pretty big name.
1: They could shell out the eight thousand dollars or so. They, and yes, and just, they
0: are not. Uh, it, it would be an even worse look if this was like a much smaller company that right. wasn't successful already, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I so yeah, I'm definitely. If we have to give a mini verdict here, for me, from the what I'm looking at, Quackalope is definitely guilty, yeah. Uh, maybe not a hundred percent. There's maybe wiggle room for him to say that it wasn't exactly blackmail, but I also really don't like the way he responded to it, which I thought was not sincere.
1: Well, and that's my thing. Like the reason why I'm saying guilty as well is because if he wasn't guilty, he wouldn't have made a apology video. <laughs> well, he would have just like brushed it under the rug or like. I mean, that's – the. It's. I don't know. These
0: days, an apology video is like <laughs> – that's like a rite of passage at some point. We're going to have ours pretty soon. Oh, yeah. But, oh,
1: I already filmed ours.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing – his apology video, he didn't apologize. That's the thing. It really was right. a – Well, just, how do you expect it?
1: He was in jail. He <laughs> was – or he was recording he was from was a, was a shady looking room i don't know where it was but whatever <laughs> he was in, well he was kind of was, in a he was in israel or, we're not going to get right. into the details but yeah there was a compared to where he actually films
0: yes it was a, the circumstances are the whole other thing to go into right. but yeah
1: i don't love
0: the 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 optics on it are certainly bad and i don't think he could, did a good job defending himself and I think most most of the internet agrees. So, yeah. Now, it's a do you think
1: thing. this will cancel him or do you think he's getting more views now than he ever has? It's hard to say. It really is hard to say. Uh, he said, according to him, he said he's not going to reach
0: out to publishers anymore. He will only take payment if a publisher asks him to do a video. Um, so, the real question is, will publishers continue to do that? They might. Right. And I – it's hard to say because – there's a good chance that the people who look at board game Kickstarters, that's still a large percentage of them, will have no idea about any of this stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that they just you're see you're right in the beginning.
1: They don't know. It was a small it's a, it's a it's a it's a weird segment of the board game YouTuber community that's a crossover. That's that's weird. And they might start
0: getting flack from the even if it's a vocal minority. The publisher doesn't want to see their comments section start getting filled up with people saying, oh, I don't like that you're partnering with Quackalope. He's bad news.
1: And also YouTube might also step in and like demonetize that video or I don't know how much they care about this on the grand scheme of the YouTube averse. If they're going to like say anything or be like, hey, you know, this isn't the best thing in the world to do or whatever, but
0: they're not going to do anything. (laughs) But neither is Kickstarter. I mean, they have nothing to do with it, really. But well, because
1: Kickstarter and YouTube basically have no idea who this guy is,
0: right? That's the thing. It's two small potatoes. It's 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 a he's a very big fish in a very small pond, <laughs> right? Uh, and he, not even the biggest fish in that pond, but no, it's uh, it it is it, it is a very interesting growing pain point that I think. It could be relatively small, but in the scheme of the growing pains of the board game hobby, this could be a, a significant ripple. I don't know how right. many metaphors I'm mixing right now. <laughs> give me two more. That ev- eventually the camel's back may fall down. Well, he tried, folks. He
1: tried, folks. <laughs> Damn. And if you can submit us some money and he can redo those, he can. we can give us money and we'll redo this video with more... Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah with more yeah, there's a more.
0: whole debate we could have about board game content ethics and things like that but we don't have time for it because so no. but it is it's it's a fascinating subject if people have thoughts and I know they do leave comments about uh, the quackalopes whatever you think about it but we do how have many, to get wait, to how many how many
1: quackalopes are there
0: well it takes 3 or 4 to screw in a light bulb okay now we do have to get to today's case but it is also related to board games. So we are going to stay in the world of board games but we're going to we're going to get away from the the messy nature of money and financial morality and strictly get back to the social aspect of things. Right. So today's case comes to us from the internet. You can find a link in our episode description. Our what? defendant today is Anton. Anton is a board gamer who plays board games. And has a board game night with a board game group. Oh. Go figure. You know what is not the most fun part of board games, always necessarily, is reading and learning the rules. Mm. However, repeatedly, Anton has been asked by a specific couple of friends if he could learn the rules to one of their games in order to prepare it and teach it for an upcoming game night. And they have asked this to other members of the game group as well. Other members have said yes in the past and continue to say yes. Anton himself has agreed to do it once for a lighter game. But finally, they ask and he says, no, I'm not going to do it this time. Stands up for himself. And uh, he says that it's the responsibility of the gamer bringing the game to the game night to do their homework and prep and research and teach the game. To which, of course, you know, those those friends are not thrilled about this response. As dual judges here in Geeks on Trial, it's now our job to determine whether Anton should pass on that baton or if the burden to read on is on him on. So uh, that was kind of a summary, but there's there's more to dissect here. Uh (laughs) Come come back to me now. Come back to me. sorry. Okay. There's more to dissect here about this, about about this case. Right. Uh, the the learning and reading of rules at a game night, and, and I don't know if the way that I said it, it almost sounded fairly innocuous. That oh, they want him to learn the rules. What's the big controversy here? Maybe right. there is one, and maybe there isn't. We're we're gonna get into that. But
1: uh, well, what? Yeah, I was. I mean, I think you start rules, off broadly. Yeah. Learning rules to board games is probably the worst part of board games because one, it's a lot of prep that you don't you know, you just want to you want to dive into the game, you want to play it, you want to know all the rules beforehand, but you need to learn how to play the game. And you also need to be someone who knows how to teach these rules. That's not, you know, being a teacher, being a, a reader for people isn't in everyone's wheelhouse. But, you know, it's, it's just part of learning a game. It's just like um, like a video game. You need to get through the, the demos and teachings and stuff to learn how to play it. And also, a lot of times rule books aren't well written. So you have to be someone who knows how to decipher what people actually mean and and know how to do these things because, you know, we don't know what kind of game this is. This could be like a exploding kittens, where it's like a one page, like a one pamphlet rule book, or it could be like a Battlestar Galactica, a game we play often. That at this point now we have like what nine rule books for every <laughs> expansion, and we had to do some like a PDF that has them all into it, and it's it's a it's a it's a it's an issue sometimes to get through these rules, you know. Yeah, reading it can, it can be a challenge. Reading, it's hard,
0: right? And reading es- is
1: difficult, <laughs> especially
0: when it comes to board game rule books. Now, some people really like reading rules and teaching rules. You, I, I, I don't know that I really like it. I there can be a joy if I'm excited about a game, in setting up a game in my like I, when I'm trying to go through something beforehand. I will set it all up put the pieces out, read the rules, play a few mock turns. Uh, I have definitely enjoyed that in the past. I will say that for me personally, that has gotten less enjoyable as time has gone on. Right. Uh, Unless I'm really excited for a game and really looking forward to it, there, there comes a point where it's like, uh, this is just a whole, I've done this. I, well, it's because the older
1: <laughs> you get, the less time you have on this earth. And you're like, I don't want to have time just spend. You don't know when death is coming to your door and going to knock on it. You don't want to spend your final days reading a rule book. And it's just, you know. And uh, the, another uh, a side issue
0: that, ha- that comes up frequently in our gaming group is reading a rule book and then that weekend comes and you don't play that game. And then oh, yeah. another week goes by and another week goes by. And then some. And then somebody goes, oh, let's play this game. And then I'm going, I no uh, longer remember how to play that. I spent an right. hour learning it <laughs> uh, and now I can't. And another thing is, you know, learning a game versus teaching a game is
1: a very different skill. Well, and that like we've gone to gaming conventions um, for fun and for work. And that is a job that like, they hire people to do or they get volunteers to every hour. They teach a new set of people how to play a game. That seems like a nightmare to me.
0: There's an art to it. Yeah, no, they really have to. It's because it's about getting information across in a brief, but uh, concise and uh, clear way. Right. And also being able to answer questions. So right. knowing and also
1: not talk down to people. Like, you have right. to, like, make it, like, on everyone's level. Like, okay, has this person, maybe they, this is their first board game. This person, they've played board games uh, tons of times. Like, you have to, like, kind of read the room while you're doing the rules. Well, and also, you know what else nobody really likes to do is
0: to be taught a board game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, having been on both ends, I sympathize with both sides because... Teaching rules can be very frustrating because if people aren't paying attention or yeah. they are talking or something comes up or they interrupt and ask a question that you're going to explain later. And sometimes you're like, just, I'm going to get to that. Just let me explain. But I, I, you know, I can't deny I've also been on the receiving end. And sometimes you're sitting there just going, oh, this isn't, this isn't going to well, be fun. I, I Well, just, that's when
1: like the... That's when yeah. the ADHD kicks in and like uh, this has happened with when you were like reading rules not so long ago. You're reading it. I'm like in my head. I'm like, OK, come on. We we, we get that. OK, roll. OK, come to so you need to speak faster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and sometimes you've got to just it's you got to just be like, look, I just got to sit there. And the truth is everybody learns differently. For right. me, a lot of times it's like I I know that I'm not going to really know how to play this game until I just play a couple rounds. Yeah, I'm
1: a, I'm a hands-on learner. I'm the a... thing
0: that's – and that's, I think, what's great about conventions a lot of times is because they will – because they don't have time to t- read you the whole rules. They will just be like, all right, turn one, do this and this and this. Sometimes that's right. the best way. But sometimes that's not – This is, I feel like this is a common complaint amongst board gamers is when someone will just say – Yeah, let's just start. Let's just jump into it and just, and we'll just learn as we play. And sometimes that's good. The problem with that is when people then have 500 questions to ask every five minutes and you're like, look, just, if we had just learned it.
1: (laughs) Well, and that's the issue too, because like, yeah, um, I'm one of these people who is like, I'm going to hear the rules, I'm going to see the first round, but I'm going to ask questions. Like for the first two rounds, I'm going to question stuff. And, like, if you don't hear those rules to begin with, or you don't have the rule book on the table, then that hour playtime goes into three hours. (laughs) Like, if you don't listen to the rules to begin with, that's going to extend. And I I don't feel like we've ever done that, that we just said, okay, let's just start playing.
0: No, I mean... Unless it was,
1: like, a flux or something like an easy... Game actually, like I, that.
0: I can give actually a recent example where the, we kind of did this was okay. uh, a recent game night. It was myself and two or three other people at the table. Look at you. I know. Right. And we were playing uh, the game. The It's the new edition of Descent, which I don't think you've played. Probably. And so but you, you remember the second edition of Descent. It's a dungeon crawler so. game where you're, yep. you know. You're fighting goblins and stuff. And You're just dissenting. Yep. Uh, now, this new version of the game uses an app, heavy app usage. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the things you do, like regarding attacking, you take a phone and you click what you want to do, and it tells you how what it happens. It almost oh. played, the first mission is almost a tutorial in itself.
1: So it's not like mozzarella sticks or chicken wings? Not that kind Uh, of app? No, you can have those too. But
0: yeah, it's not a prerequisite the way that the digital Uh, application is. But I see where
1: the confusion uh, came in. Oh, I thought this was a TGI Fridays game. I'm sorry. Yeah, no,
0: that's Descent Chili's Edition. (laughs)
1: Uh Uh-huh, okay. Uh, And we we were in a situation
0: where three of us had played this game before like a year ago. And one person was brand new to it. But we thought... The game was like the mechanics were straightforward enough and the app would help enough that we could kind of just walk them through it and say, now you can move right. here and roll some dice. And that kind of worked, but that's okay. not something I would do for most groups. Like that's a, a specific situation that isn't common, I think.
1: And have they played the second edition
0: before? No, I don't think they had. there, but like you know, they played enough board games that they can
1: kind of get the like, gist of it.
0: This is one of those games where it's like, look, you. This is how much you can move, and then you roll a die to hit something. You know what I mean? Like,
1: you can kind
0: of glean if you've played enough games. You can kind of now. Kick I can up
1: on see that. where it can get annoying more so because you mentioned, okay, the two of us have played this game. The third person hasn't, so that means you need to teach these rules again to a new player while the other two are kind of sitting right. there and the issue that comes up, which we've had had happen, was where the other two are distracting the rest of the table because they're just sitting there going, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. You know, <laughs>
0: Right, yeah, or it can be just, even for the rules teacher, I feel like this happens all the time where it's, of course there's like one person different somehow in each group, so not everyone has played the same game, so no matter what, you have to re-explain stuff. Right, or it's like we haven't played this
1: game in a month, so we need to re-brush up on the rules, which ends up turning into we're going to read the entire rulebook again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is another, a side problem too, a side factor here is the having too many games to play, which is another issue we don't have time for. But for a lot of game groups, it's like they bypass this issue by just, well, we have four games we play.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is always another, you know, aside to your side, it's always amazing to me that when people are like, oh, I only play four games. and I'm like, I don't, what does that mean?
0: Right. I think it's like... I just wanna when you say a side to your side, are we talking potato salad or french fries or uh a... Um like a like a Caesar salad. Okay, we are talking about like a Caesar salad.
1: Like a lighter salad, yeah, side to your side. So you have it on the side of the side okay. of the side. you know when you go to a New Jersey diner and they give you the I main do. and they give you four other plates? <laughs> this is this is a plate <laughs> of the side of pickles. That. Right. French toast. Okay.
0: Uh yeah. go
1: on with your story. So like um I think I forgot most of it now. But um <laughs> so like when you're doing that and you're trying to I forgot where I was going with this. We were talking oh. about
0: how the, when you're learning <laughs> when you're learning games and you have a side to your side,
1: <laughs> right? Too
0: many games that when you have a new game every week versus oh, playing right. the same games.
1: It's always amazing to me because we've played like let's say we've been doing game nights for ten years. We've probably played like a thousand games at this point. Where people are like, "Oh yeah, we've played four. and we come yeah. back and we play the same game every night. It just yeah. it boggles my In mind. In some
0: ways, I'm like jealous of those people, right? In some ways, Unless, I don't understand it. <laughs>
1: now I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat my joke because you missed it. Oh, I said it. It boggles my mind.
0: Okay, that was very subtle. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I but now that I now that I hear it, uh, it's scrabbling my mind. I'm going bananas, Graham, for that joke.
1: <laughs> you are just taking the monopoly on this conversation. I'm. So I I think we're in trouble. <laughs> You're right, and I'm sorry. So the Chess. So now, now let me ask yeah. <laughs> let me ask you this question. That's an Uno question for a second. The what do you think about people video game okay. uh, video like learning mm. via a video? Getting a little
0: we're getting a little parchezy, but <laughs> I will answer that question. Yeah, that's another way to learn. Of course, is yeah watching how to play videos, right. and that's a way that maybe Anton and his his group could try to solve this. I am yeah. i don't know why this hasn't come up is you get people to watch a video and often here's the, and we're doing some tangents this episode because whatever, there's a lot to discuss about rules in general that I think is worth discussing. Uh, the, the, the pros and cons of watching a video versus reading, a having someone teach it to you, it d- less work. Only, nobody has to put in the effort. Right. But one person hasn't actually read the rules, so if something does come up that's a conflict or a misunderstanding, right. then you're you don't have someone you can turn to. I also find that with a video, uh, they're usually
1: a lot of them tend to be longer, <laughs> right? Yeah, because they, they tr- especially for videos, you try to add a little flair to it, a little whatever. Where, like, if you are reading me rules, you can skip out some flavor text, you can skip out some things and me personally, I never like learning from a video for a game when someone who's standing there can like hold up the piece, be like, okay, we're doing this. It's this part of the board. It's this, because then you have a real life person to ask questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I prefer uh, learning in person, but sometimes what's actually really good, but the problem is this is just asking a lot of people (laughs) is if you said, Hey, this weekend we're playing this game. Here's a video. If everybody wants to just check it out at your own pace and that way going into the game night, everybody has something in their mind, an idea of the game without having to all sit there and.
1: Watch a watch a
0: 30-minute well, video. I
1: like that better because I thought you were going to say, here, I'm going to send everyone the PDF of the... <laughs> no, yeah, I would never... And I would never... Like, if you would have sent me the PDF of a game file, of game uh, instructions, I would just be like, nah, <laughs> sorry. Now, what if someone asked you to read the rules uh,
0: uh, for a game? What if someone uh, brought, brought a game to you and said, hey, I, I just bought this. Can you learn how to play it for me and teach it? next week? Oh, you,
1: me? You want, so you're basically asking me for my, like, Frank, I would say no. What would, yeah, what would you do in this situation? <laughs> me? Like, if you came to my house and you're like, hey, I have this game, can you play it? Or can you, you know, teach me the rules? I'd be like, why don't we, could, you know, take the rules out, we can go through it together.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, there is a situation where
0: if this was, like, a cousin or uh you know, a, a, a friend who isn't a big gamer... And they're yeah. like, I just bought Wingspan. Do you know anything? I know you like board games, so is there a way you could teach this to me? Teach me, right. Then I would be very happy to do it.
1: Well, because also you're teaching them how to do rule books. Because you could be like, okay, basically we're skipping over this part. We don't need to do that. Like, and show them an order. And like you're teaching them how to teach themselves?
0: Sure, maybe. kind. You of could, I guess. <laughs> but... In this case, Anton says these are regular members of the game group. Right. So these are people who show up every week or so and like have off and frequently said, Hey, learn this game. Hey, learn this game.
1: Like basically coming over, Daddy, I bought a new game. Can you teach me it? <laughs> I don't,
0: I don't, I can't put myself in those people's shoes in terms of. Like, for me, it's almost, even if I don't love, it's not the most exciting thing in the world to learn the rules to a game and have to teach it, part of me feels when I buy a game, I kind of feel ownership over it. And I right. kind of want to be the, the person who knows the most about that game.
1: And also, like, if you're buying this game and it's a game that you bought, unless you bought it right before you drove to this person's house... I'm opening this game and taking out all the parts before anybody else gets their their mitts on it. Right. Like I want to see the book. I want to see the the I want to read the rule book cuz that's part of ownership. Like you're enjoying it. It's like that's opening part up like a DVD. It's like opening up a DVD and getting that whiff of toxic plastic. Like you want to get that that smell. Now I can say I have done this. I am guilty of this because like I've bought a new game and like I'm going through it and there's other stuff going on. And you or our other friend who hosts game nights are kind of like looking over it. I'm like, here, you can just teach it if you want to. Not in like mm. a, that sounds like a douchebag thing to say, <laughs> but like. But I'm. Uh, can you think of a specific instance? I can't, it might have been some kind of party game. Like let's say the like, well, just the blockbuster game.
0: Like my guess is whatever this was with was a light game.
1: It, I'm pretty sure it might have been the blockbuster game, and like you had questions, and you guys are more so the heavier gamers. That you know, like, where to search for stuff. So I said, I just gave you the rule book. Yeah. And, and that seems like – I I yeah, in that situation, I think that's a different – And it's not like I was, like, unwilling to learn it. Like, I read it before I got to the house. But, like, explaining it to you guys and the questions you had, I'm like, here, it might just be easier if you looked at this pamphlet.
0: Yeah. It is a different art. You know? And if you're not as – if you haven't done it as much – uh, right. uh, yeah, I mean, I like. I think that's fair to to do. But I would
1: never like go to a game night and buy like a, a what is a, a major like a gloom right. haven and be like, right. I bought this. Here, you guys go. Because <laughs> at that point, like, just give you guys the game. Yes, there is definitely a point where
0: if you're talking about even wingspan is like if no one, I, I use that as an example because most gamers know how to play it already. So I think that's why like right. that's okay, but. That I feel like is the cutoff of complexity where if you're just asking someone to learn that for you, like Wingspan isn't the most complicated game, but it's complicated enough that it's not like, right. like you got to put in a little time to figure it out.
1: You got you to gotta know your stuff. You're, you got to know your rules. You're asking you someone know.
0: to dedicate at least an hour of their time to, right. to, to figuring this out. Uh, maybe more if they're really, if they're really like looking at videos and really want to learn how to teach it well and stuff like that.
1: Now, let me be a devil's avocado here. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say we, we don't know, as with many of our cases, it's being written and told to us by the person who is, um, uh, having the problem. We don't know if, you know, if you go to somebody's house and you know, they are the rule reader, they read the rules and they're going to be like oh can you hurry up oh you know i have questions about that and they're going to take the book at that point if you're a regular at that game night you just go here just take the book
0: <laughs> maybe
1: i don't you think get what that's I'm saying? the case
0: in this case but there is such a there yeah, there could be such a thing as someone who is uh not a good sport of learning rules and is more like right yeah they maybe they they get uptight about or the right they're life. like
1: that, that alpha gamer who is like, oh, I know I can, I can min max the, the rules and tell you how to do this. They want to be in better. charge. Let me read it. But then I could also see that same kind of person being like, "Uh, you're making me read these rules.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. They just, they're not happy either way. They just want something to complain about. But also in this right. case, this group has – these people have asked multiple other members apparently to learn rules for them. So they're not yeah. even like, oh, you're the leader of game night. They're like passing it around like, hey, can you learn it this week? Can you learn this right.
1: this week? I don't want to learn these. Can you do it for me? <laughs> and Anton
0: also says there's been at least one instance where – they've showed up nobody learned the rules and they just put the game on the table and say let's figure this out and that's another ball of wax that i'm almost like i'm ashamed yeah. to say has happened to us uh, i try very hard not to come into the situation cuz i do think it's it's usually bad there is like and sometimes it's just we've we've done it and i've done it before where i have read a rule book and learned a game out Fresh. loud with people at the same time and it's which never that works as good. for
1: that works for party games and like like I said like the cards against humanities or the sure the, it, party games
0: yes but yeah there comes there comes a level where there there's a big difference between teaching a game you know how to play and just right. reading a rule book to people
1: yeah because reading is not teaching. Um, make that a more, you know, thing, but, uh, you know, if you're just going in front of the classroom or going in front of people reading from a textbook, I could read that goddamn textbook. I could read that book by myself, but if you own the game, I do think it is your responsibility to be the teacher, the knower, the, the question taker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately it definitely is. Now, is it wrong to ask Someone else to do it for you. I I just I honestly find the whole uh, in the whole idea behind this hard for me to relate to because I just don't understand. I can understand one if maybe one week you were like you get spin. If you were like, hey, I didn't. I was busy this week. I really want to play this. I don't know. I'll just let people know I have it if anyone if anybody has played it before or if anyone has knowledge
1: or feels like learning the rules, go ahead. Well, that's the other thing too, because like, there's so many other games that we would want to play where it's like, okay, why don't we set that for next week? Right. You know, we'll come back to that. And like, if, if, like I said, if I was hosting game night and this happened, I'd be like, sure. If it's a quick game, let's all learn it together. Like I would kind of pawn it off on everyone, but make the game owner kind of, hold the book like be like here Mm -hmm. you need to do this this is your not your punishment but this is your you know
0: or this is what you need to do sometimes we'll do uh, if you know depending on how much time we have we'll say i'm gonna sit here and learn the rules to this while you guys play another game and when you're finished i'll I'll be able to teach it
1: because like when we've had game nights where there's like between 10 and 15 people where you can like split off and do that kind of thing like you know we're playing a big game, you're in the corner reading by yourself and being alone. But definitely in an
0: ideal situation uh and I think the only reason I don't do this more is again it's an issue of too many games to play is right. I, like when I really want to get into it and I'm like excited about a game and want to play it with people, I will in my head even go through like okay, like I'll do a mock I might I might actually talk to myself out loud and, and practice and be like, okay, so here's, like, I want to nail first, here's the setup, here's how you win. On your turn, you do A, B, and C, and then this mm-hmm. happens. And, like, make sure it actually flows well when you say it out loud, because sometimes you think you understand a game in your head, and then when you actually get to the table and start trying to explain it, you're stuttering
1: right. and it's like, wait, which part of the rule book was that in? And by doing that, it's better because you can go online and search like, OK, I know this is worded weirdly. Let me go online and see what they actually meant. Let me see. OK, this person, like if you know your group, too, you can be like, OK, this person's going to ask these questions. Let me have this ready and this ammo, you know, for them.
0: Yeah, rule books are that it honestly is one of the biggest hurdles of, of board the board game hobby the fact that unlike a video game or a movie or most other hobbies really that are like just casual hang out with your friend's hobbies. And I think the the reason I see a lot of people who aren't big board gamers who do just play Uno and Cards Against Humanity, that they don't like board games or they perceive they don't like them is because they have this concept of having to sit down for 20 minutes and just listen to, you know, a lecture about how to play. And
1: that's, and that's 20 minutes if they're lucky. Right. <laughs>
0: so, now, it's tough.
1: It's that is that's also why like I don't buy a lot of board games. One usually you and our other friends have like the big collection, but two, it's like I that's not my mentality. I'm not the go and try to learn a 40-page rule book kind of guy.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: like in video games, like uh, like I'm doing uh, new video games or whatever, I need to play along with it. I need to have my brain, and I know that's a downfall on myself, you know, that's ADHD and whatever, but, like, that's something that, like, you have to have that type of personality to do. Definitely. It is your fault, but, yeah, I don't don't blame you for it. It's 100% my fault. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll put out my apology video after this. Well,
0: my, and now we're really veering off into crazy places, but I do think this is, the rules generally are something that, this is the thing the board game industry has to solve at some point. And to me, the answer is digital assistance. And in my mind, that answer comes in the form of AR.
1: 110%. And
0: if there's a way to, in the future, everybody has an AR glasses on their head and there's words come up that say you can move this here and move that there or something like that, that's the solve. I mean, there have been attempts at like apps and digital companions to teach rules but not,
1: they've never really taken off, I don't think. And apps, some apps are it's harder because like you're not going to pass your phone around. Like it's easier to pass a rule book around, and you know it depends on where you are. What I really like, and I've seen this at a few conventions, is they have the 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 live tables where it's like a TV or a projector mm-hmm. under the um, the table. It's like a giant iPad like,
0: too, or is another basically, of this I've yeah, seen. yeah.
1: And they'll be like they'll move the digital piece and show you like okay. Round one, this goes here. These cards flip. You know, it's – it's. we do need to figure out how to step away from the text part of it, even though that is weird to say because board gaming is very heavy in the pencil, paper, paper, text thing. For some people, they love that.
0: That's part of the fun is the – the same way of like a hobby like woodworking or something. You know what I mean? Like, Like part of the joy for some people is the process of learning it
1: which is great but the bigger these games get and that's going to happen like the, the more the the community the more the hobby gets bored of something the bigger and harder the games are going to get the bigger and longer these and books are going to be uh uh-huh. yeah
0: yeah yep. well we don't live in the world where rules have been you know retroactively solved yet I don't know if retroactively needed to be said there, but I, but I threw it in. Do you think the rules are meant to be broken? <laughs> I do think that All right. uh, if you're an outback, there are no rules. Huh. It's just right. Now I want a blooming onion. Mm, me too. Let's go get one. Let's wrap this case up. Let's go. So, Let's go. yeah, Come we on. do need to decide. I think this is one of, to me, the more obvious case outcomes. we had, There was a lot of stuff to discuss in between the cracks of it, but I think... The final verdicts here are pretty obvious to me. Uh, it's absolutely not Anton's job to learn these rules. Would it be nice of him to learn the rules once in a while to help out? Of course, but it's not his game. He didn't buy it. It's no. well within his right to say no. So not, not guilty.
1: Now, did we talk about, is is what, Aton? Anton. A- Anton. Is a- Anton hosting these game nights? Like, are these at his That's house the impression that
0: I got, yeah.
1: So... He is already opening himself up to hosting this, which is like a whole, like a whole ball of stress to begin with. You know, you got to make sure stuff is ready, people are over, you have s- chairs, food, bathroom. You know, you have to make sure those things: <laughs> chairs, food, bathroom. Oh, uh, I That's forgot the night.
0: bathroom again.
1: Ah, I forgot the bathroom. I lost the key. No wonder God people stop coming. They are <laughs> just, just using the, the hallway now. bathroom. So rude. <laughs> I turned off bathroom. It was like in the Sims. Settings, I forgot then, to just put
0: the toilet in I,
1: there. I deleted the door, and people walk in. and Go. So, like, yeah, I, I, I definitely think. So, what, what did you say? Not guilty. Yeah, I was not guilty. Yeah, yeah. That's he's one hundred percent not guilty. Because, like, okay, just don't play the game. Okay, like if you are going to come over, be prepared. Be prepared, baby. Always be prepared. As Scar says,
0: be prepared. Uh, uh, now we need to decide on a sentencing a punishment for the other members of the game group who are pressuring Anton in this way. Hmm. Uh, I think they need to. I think they're they're going to be learning the rules of Twilight Imperium. They have to like read the entirety of the Dungeons and Dragons manual and be quizzed on it, <laughs> and kind of a...
1: and like the original, like the old school <laughs> yes. ones.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe just every edition. They need to learn the ins and outs of every, every edition. They need to make a gameplay rules video for all the games that they own. I'm just piling everything on these suckers
1: and read the phone book while they're doing it mm, out loud. The, do phone? Do people still have phone books? I might. I might be dating myself. Uh,
0: I, I think in China they have them. That's what I've heard. Okay.
1: Now I would also. I was going to make a a, a punishment where they have to. You usually help with better punishments
0: night. than I do. So go ahead.
1: Where they have to host a game night, but I feel like they that would like they would just be like, okay, fine, you can come over, but you're reading the rules in my house. <laughs> yeah. So like, I feel like that would be a backfire, but I really I agree with your punishment that they have to like they have to they, or they're the designated from now on they're the rule rules reader.
0: teachers every every game. But
1: that can, but that can bite. Maybe you, they're not though, good at it. They can it. just be. What? They could be illiterate. Well,
0: they'll they'll learn. They have to get good at it, you know? It's, they have to get good. Get good. <laughs> get good. All right. Well, that's our verdicts, but people at home, whether they be listeners or viewers, podcasts or on YouTube, may have their own opinions on this one, or maybe they have an experience they can share relating to the rules of the game night. You can submit those to us at our email address, which is geeksontrial at gmail.com. You can also go there to submit your own case that has to do with board games, video games, movies, music, theme parks, coin collecting, stamp collecting, serial killing, uh, any geeky hobby that you have. I didn't sign off on a few of those, but okay. Okay, not coin collecting, but the rest are fine, uh, and you can also submit a form for that in our episode description. You'll find a convenient link.
1: And hey, listen, hey, instead of collecting those coins, hey, instead of collecting those coins, you should send them our way via our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash geeksontrial. For just a few bucks a month, you can get early episodes and really help the show out. And if you don't want to give us your coin collection, because, you know, I get it, you worked hard for Dem Coins, just give us a five-star review or a thumbs up on wherever you view or listen to the content that we are spewing out of our mouth holes. Just take 25 seconds to, to put a review in make us
0: happy. Maybe like, like a, you know, it doesn't even have to be a good review, don't it, honestly. but it has to be five stars. You know, if you don't want to write anything, just don't, just don't. Five stars is enough. Right. Uh, yeah. And yeah, because if you support our Patreon, the more people we get, the more stuff we can do over there. That'll be fun if you're interested in more content. So,
1: oh yeah, we have it. ideas for extra content. And don't you want to see these beautiful faces?
0: Chalk friggin' full of them.
1: <laughs> but if, uh, you know, we, 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 we can't make this content right now for free, but where can people view more of you, Jonathan? Well,
0: <laughs> I don't know if I like the way you phrased it, but if you want to find more of me, you can go to at Quentz on Twitter, where I will be tweeting a lot of stupid things and you can follow my daily thoughts over there. Uh, or you can go to my personal website, which is uh I got stuff over there, like my newsletter you can subscribe to uh, where I just, I recently posted a newsletter talking about this show and some
1: of the, oh. of behind the scenes on there sometimes. So maybe that's something you want to check out. And you can head on over to my website. It's IvanHan.com where you can see a lot of my photography, my videos, and possibly the ideas of a upcoming photo book that I'm working on right now. Wow. So head on over to IvanHan.com for all that info. Is it not Ivanarhan.com? I have I have both. Oh, nice. <laughs> so Ivanarhan.com or IvanHan.com.
0: All right. I don't have my middle initials, so somebody could take that from me. Uh, it was free. Hey, no. no like, better do you price want a second play. website?
1: I'm like, all right. <laughs>
0: well, thank you, GoDaddy. Thank you, GoDaddy, and thank you, listeners and viewers. I'm Jonathan
1: Estes. I'm Ivan Hahn, and uh, thanks for uh, consuming. <laughs>